on this episode of Quantum Week, September 9th through 15th, 2018. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year and we talk about movies and music and headlines and our stories. And we're continuing through September 2018 with crazy rich asians and uh i like it by cardi b you always yeah you i always forget to say the name of the person yes. who sings about it. i just think it's a yeah because some people i wouldn't have known i would have known um, you're right it's right to do it uh yeah so quick update on the movie poll yes so uh two movies have already made it in um home alone and uh twister are going to be in the final four, which will be on Tuesday. Oh, wow. Um, so I, guess, I guess I didn't realize we're still... Yeah, I guess we're there. Four, two are in. Four. Yep. Yeah, so two are in, and then we got two more to, to enter. One poll is midway. It's actually pretty close um, between Dirty Dancing and uh, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> so we don't know. Th- and then we have the other one uh, Thursday. So by the time you hear this, you'll have already known the final four. That's right. Um, and that poll will be up on Tuesday. Okay, great. Our Patreon show, meanwhile, is uh, Sunday, tomorrow. So if you're looking for some extra content this weekend, uh, become a patron. Um, we uh, will be covering the movie the, the Predator, and there is a Post Malone song we are covering. That's right. Which one it is? I know not. Yes, we, I don't remember what it is either. Um, While we're here, let's thank our sponsors. I mean, our patrons. Sure. Thank a couple of patrons for sure. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Mike M., John R., uh, Christopher W., and Kevin F. Wow. Kevin F., that's my that's my favorite of those four i think is it really sure great i like having it like you're the favorites favorite. of, of the people yeah. who's your favorite co-host matt uh this week yeah kirk manhan yeah so thank you so much uh patrons uh patreon people uh it, it does help a lot if you're not uh, a patron you want to come on go to patreon.com you can search quantum week and become yep. one uh for the five dollar a month you get to have the shows every sunday and then also you'll have our backlog of the sunday shows we've already done indeed i think there's like four of them up there yeah right this will be our fifth week yep so should we get into crazy rich asians yeah what's your overall opinion of this movie uh it's a movie that is interesting at times could have been a lot better if they didn't have the rom-com uh, f- uh tropes i thought it was pretty shitty that there were very few characters that i liked most of the characters i disliked you're big on that uh liking characters yeah yeah or identifying with characters no i meaning li- think that they're written more than one dimensional when i say like i don't mean just like want to be their friend i mean written in the a most way- interesting character in this movie is a very dislikable character which one the mom yeah she is, and she doesn't have a lot of screen time. Uh, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh plays her. Uh, plays the 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 Eleanor Nick's which, mom, which is the like the boyfriend's mom, if you will. Yeah. Of this rom com, um, and um, she's exceptional. Yeah. She's very good. It's a very layered performance. It's a very. Um, it's a very difficult role to play because you're very cold and you have to emote a lot with your eyes. Yes. And you're also playing someone who's like easily hateable but she doesn't play the typical villain that scene when she's on the staircase brilliant with rachel really and makes her step down a step yes. and like looks down at her and tells her you'll never be enough you'll never be time. good enough and it's like and it's actually written really well that yeah. scene that's written is. really well because it's not a lot of words said but each word has really powerful meaning yeah and yet when you walk away you feel that gut punch that uh rachel feels that rachel feels um and Constance Wu plays Rachel. Another person I think does a great job. She does a great job, and the guy who plays Nick does a good job too. He's okay. Yeah, he's I think bad. he's good. Um, 
but I think Constance Wu and Constance Wu did get some award love. I think she got nominated for a Golden Globe. I believe. I think you're right. I think the movie did too. The, no, no Academy Award uh, stuff. Michelle Yeoh got uh, did not get anything. I, I, I think she's the best person in this movie. I she, think you're right. I mean, anytime she's on screen, she's really she's really captivating. She's know, been a very good actress for a long time. I know it's not your favorite film, but she was you know Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which I think she's amazing in, and I you know I really I love that film. Yeah, I don't like that movie. Uh, it's just not for me. It's more of a tasting. Sure. Uh, if we were to run to it, I'll gladly give it a rewatch and kind of give it a second chance. But it just it just didn't quite hit me. Yep. Um, but she's quite good in it. She is good. And she's very she's very good. I mean, anything she's in, she's always been good, even in like a lesser work. This is a this another thing about this movie is it's very the director really cared about what he was doing. He makes some sometimes odd and childish decisions, but um, he is a younger director. He thinks he's yeah. like 40, early 40s. 40, but, yeah, 41. Yeah. Um, so when he made this, he's probably in his late 30s. So yeah, he's young. Um, and he has directed mostly yeah, kind of childlike things. Well, he's done like sequel movies, like G.I. Joe, you know, the third and the fourth one. Right. Or Step, Step Up, Up 2 and 3 he or did, something. He did do the, direct the original Gem and the Holograms kind of box right. office bomb I think I but even that's that. like a remake of a cartoon but even that's sure. again cartoon flashy young right he's not directing a lot of movies for adults and you could see at times he was in over his head but then yeah. other times like that staircase scene he really wasn't so maybe there's a future for him maybe there were there any more scenes that were like that though i really felt like that was the cream of the crop uh, i saw that there's was like, a okay. really good scene with the um i dealt the scene preceding that at when they were making the dumplings was quite good once yeah. again michelle yo carrying that scene yep um a lot of stuff with uh with um con uh, uh, i keep forgetting her name is it Const- constance, is it constance Wu? Wu? constance Wu. yeah people want to call her veronica for some reason i don't know why uh constance Wu. some of the stuff with her is, is good um and then some of it is very cliched uh yeah. i mean you literally have a proposal in an airplane right i mean just a tip such a trope it's really really disappointing um and so i think a great example of what the movie is right and movie does wrong is the aquafina performance or role. Sure. So she plays the comic relief here. And I know she's, she's in a movie. I think what's it called? Oh, oh I don't know. It, it came out last year. I have not seen it. I haven't, it's gotten yeah. a lot of buzz. It, and I know her from her YouTube stuff, but okay. Uh, yeah. It's just YouTube star. She's comedian. Well. Yeah. Right. Yes. Not really my cup of tea. I don't think. No, um, I know. but, um, but she's okay in this. Um, she's doing the best she can. The role is really poorly written. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really blame the actress here. Um, and, but to the script's credit and director's credit, they don't do too much with her. A lesser movie would have had that friend at the bachelorette party. Right. Like, uh, uh, was it Michelle McCarthy? Yes. Was, she would, she'd be there all over. Like, well, yeah, like comic Re- relief. Rebel comic Wilson. Relief. Rebel Wilson. Type thing. Right. Like, where she's just over every, and over. everywhere. Like they, they shoehorn any reason to get this person more screen time. Cause she's funny and it's an yeah. easy joke. And it'd be right. Sort of like a, like a, um, um, like a shock factor too. She would, they would use right. like, yeah, yeah. And overplay. And this movie doesn't do that to us. No, no. It so they kind of give her in light doses, which is the, but they're smart. her family. They kind of do that with the, like the odd the brother who's awful. like, who's taking pictures of, uh, of her and of Rachel. And then and they're not, and they don't react and, honestly. And to Ken Jong too. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really, just really weak. And he just, weak. it's just too much. These characters aren't, I think they're, and a lot of things too. So, me and you might not get some of the humor here is because they're playing off stereotypes that sure. Asian people have, uh, I probably deal with maybe internally with like mothers and fathers and, and yeah. wealth and things like that. Um, so there's probably a lot of stuff here. And that is one, one thing I do want to say about the movie, not to be too PC here, but Asians are wildly underrepresented in film. Oh yeah. I mean, just comparing to other minorities. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reason is because overseas, there are a lot of really great, Asian films made. I don't watch enough foreign films, but I watched Parasite last Wong year. Wong Kar Wai is a great director um, from um, South Korea. Yes. Do you ever watch his films? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Uh, to my point about Parasite, before you interrupted me. Parasite <laughs> is, a, is a great movie. It won, it won yeah. Best Picture. Um, really well done. Um, and you can just see this. And, you know, and that, 
and it's really interesting seeing movies like Parasite that deal with wealth and wealth inequality in that movie, especially, and just kind of how it's perceived. It might be a little bit different than, say, Americans perceive, but also some things are very similar. It's a materialistic nature, things like that are, are very similar. Really interesting stuff that is coming. So, you know, uh, Old Boy is Old Boy. An, another another example of a movie that you know that's um, a very good you know. So I don't know if maybe American audiences feel like, oh well. You know, Asians have those movies, so they're fine. But that's not fair because there's many Asian Americans that are having an entirely different experience living in, in this country yeah. that would, I'm sure would love. And it, they do because this movie made a fucking chill of money. The last time this happened was Joy Luck Club in 1990 fucking three. I saw that. Yeah, it was like... And that movie tripled its, box, tripled its budget. So that movie made money. Right. So these movies make money. Yeah. Oh, it's, ten, it's like if you see Asians in films, typically like martial arts films. That's what we see. Yes. So that's that. the crossover. Right, You'll have right. Jackie Chan come over, Jet Li come over, right, that type of stuff. Right, but that's not But it, No, fair, it's not. No, this right. is like a fully Asian cast. Yes. And to its credit, too, like, I didn't get the Mahjong part. So, right? No, but it was still... Oh, another great scene. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually yeah, great. I, I felt like, like it was over the top. Great. I really yeah. liked it. It was definitely a little much, mm. but I really liked it. I really thought... Right, so I don't know what that. I don't know yeah, what the fuck right, they were doing. Know. But Michelle Yeoh is so good, and Constance yes. Wu is so good, especially in that scene. You understand that I, what's I, happening. I don't, I don't need to understand what's happening to understand. Uh, what but was they weren't happening. afraid of talking about something that's Asian culture that maybe I wouldn't. Right, need. right. And I love they just threw it in there. Yeah, like, figure it out. That's figure okay. it out, motherfucker. Yeah. I, yes, that's a strong choice. Best part I of that scene that. though is when the mother, Constant Wu's mother, gets up. Yes, and, and looks stares back. down. Yeah, it's really good. That is good. I really like that actress in that role. Very small role. Um, but I really enjoyed that performance for some reason. I was like, Oh wow. Like this woman, this, this is must be a, I really was happy when she entered the picture, you know, near the tail end of that third act, you know, the last of 15 minutes of the movie yes. or whatever. Um, I'm like, Oh cool. Cause I she's really liked and, that character. Yeah. And she was, she was pretty badass, and she was, she was she'd make a really good mom. Very strong. And it's like, oh, cool. Like, uh, you know, a good mom. That's kind of fun, fun to see, you know, and they, they seem to have really, it was, it was really, it, it, that was part was really well done. Other parts were not. I hate when I think I hate when money when when films deal with status and the status is only money because I always feel like that is never a good reason to not have confidence. You know what I mean? Like I I don't I, I wouldn't I would look at these people and what they value and be like you guys are fucking idiots. I did I did I was like I don't care for shit about your yacht and your private fucking like your private island. You're backstabbing each other. You're pieces of shit to each other. I don't give a shit about your money when you're going to be another issue like that. is a lot of these problems seem really minuscule. Like, all right, right. So that one couple, that horrible story with Astrid, the sister, Ugh. they break up because he's mad. They're rich. He's mad. Like, that imagine she's if successful. You're like, imagine if you're a family of four that's struggling and you, you know, you have the kids, you're able to get a sitter for the kids. Yeah. And you know, you run out to the movies and you know, you're, barely are able to plunk down dinner for Applebee's in a movie, which is I'm sure very real for a lot of Americans. And you watch this movie and you're like, these people are sad because they're too rich. They're too rich. <laughs> like that's not, you know, and I, I think that is one. Um, it's not, a. I just don't identify with that at all. Yeah. Like I wouldn't care if Barbara, you know, if Barbara made, had a lot of money and I whatever, I could just do my art project. I would do the things that I would love to do. Oh yeah. And not, I just wouldn't worry I mean, about my it. My wife makes more, my wife and will always make more money than me. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. But like, I understand though, it's not, we were talking about like extreme wealth, like true in theory, like Americanized version of like a, uh, would be like Paris Hilton type wealth. And maybe it is a struggle to deal. With. I'm sure that must be some, there's no manual for that. I'm sure it must be no. challenging at times, but that's a, not those stakes are really weak. See, I felt compared like compared to problems that real people have. And it's exactly. Like, I don't really 
that this doesn't this isn't an issue. This, and I, I also felt like Astrid was really kind about it. She didn't want to rub it. In his, she, he, she was really compassionate about it. I want to rub it in your face. Right. She was hiding. The, but second, I mean, the second she walks in hiding stuff, you're like, oh, this marriage isn't, isn't long. Oh, right. This exactly. Not good. But, I, but, you know, I, didn't want, I don't want to hurt him. Like, I don't want to hurt him. I get that. Like, she liked, she liked to shop. She liked to have very expensive things, but she didn't want to hurt him. That's, that's kind of a compassionate thing. But you're right. There is a dishonesty there. Movie's long. It's two hours <sighs> and one minute. Yeah. Here's, my, here's my thing. Let me, let me ask you if this makes the movie better. Okay. Take out the Astrid storyline. Take out the bachelorette and bachelor parties. Fuck yeah. Get rid of that. Remove, Shit. Because that bachelorette party is just a cartoon. Oh. So I do like the conversation he has with his buddy. Uh, the two, the yes. two friends have. When they're on the boat. The right. Little boat when they're thing. at the very end of that thing. Yeah. But you could have had that somewhere else in theory if you really yeah. need to have it. Although you really question, did you even really need to have it? Not at all. Probably not. So, because the stuff with the mom is a lot more compelling than a friend that is like, I don't know if this is going to work. They didn't have enough of that. They didn't have enough interaction between, right, right between the mom and, and Rachel. So let's say you take out the bachelorette and bachelor party and you take out the entire Astrid storyline. Takes like 20 minutes out maybe? Yeah, maybe even 30 minutes. That would be way better. And now I was so bored. much tighter movie. Yeah. During that part where they're woo and we're on spring break kind of. Like I don't give a shit. Some, right. And there are some, comp- yeah, like I don't really need to see a, a wild bachelor party. It's not fun yeah. or interesting or, and then to see the gutted fish, like I don't buy that. I'm sorry. It does, that's not, what, what that prissy happen. bitch is going to do that? Going to, yeah. no. I, they don't like her because the whole thing, I don't really care if, the ex-girlfriend is jealous. I really care about him needing to walk away from his family. That's right. That's that a compelling like, part. That's right. fucked up. And like, that's some serious stuff going on now. Um, you know, I, 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 is there stuff that goes on with this movie that like I said, I don't have a real pulse on because I'm not with, I'm not a part of that culture. I'm sure there are. And I'm sure there were a lot of like really fun, um, Easter eggs for people to find with this movie because you are in that culture that probably never get talked about in film. Yeah. I'm sure that's really fun. Yeah. Um, but, um, I can only judge a movie on what I know, what I've experienced. Uh, so this might not be a fair review, but I give this movie a C plus. I actually enjoyed it probably a little more than I thought it would. It was like a D for me. Do you, um, are you calling it trash? No, 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 no. You know, F is where D minus F is where we call it. This won't hit my bottom five, but I don't like, I don't like this film. It was I mean, boring. I gave, uh, did you give, uh, the movie we just covered last time? Uh, trash? It was a D minus. You give that a D minus. Yeah. That was was, it? The Meg. The Meg is worse than this. Is film. the Meg trash. Oh yeah. We we've discussed. So that you is, say the Meg is trash. The Meg is trash. But this is not. This is a little better than the, this is better than the Meg. Okay. So the Meg is like your boundary for trash. I think we're right on that 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 line. All yeah, right. I wouldn't I call it that way at all this. I did like some of the direction here. There's some really interesting shots. I There's mean, some, some really childish stuff with the text messaging. It's really yes. annoying and childish. Really yes. simple. Um, but I really love what you do with colors and they use certain cameras that are anamorphic lenses um, that I guess really haven't been used a ton, which mm. can change the scope of what you're looking at. Right. And I also really loved that this was so much of this was shot in location on location. Yep. So I saw things I had never really seen before. Yeah, in Singapore film. with the beautiful buildings with that, you know, that tri building with the, the, Even <laughs> the, the surfboard on top of them going to food trucks. Sure. I'm like, cool. I'm digging this. I'm like, Oh wow. What do they have here? That's the stuff I liked, Me but too. then I didn't need the movie for that. I could have watched a documentary, you know, walking these streets. I don't mind. I want an Anthony Bourdain movie. to be there. I don't mind a movie where it does it, but we don't need to then like they had, I think they felt they had to throw in like a bunch of the stuff fun to fill this. And like, that wasn't, they didn't have enough, and it might be best John Chu or maybe that's the script they had. So they, how this worked is they wrote a script, like a, I think a white guy wrote it and then they brought in an Asian person to kind of make it, um, make sure that it, it synced up more with the culture sure. and do some other stuff. So I think maybe you had kind of two, cause it does at times feel very jarring. You do feel like you're getting pulled in a couple of different directions and he doesn't know which way to go. Yeah. I have and a lot of it is kind of a younger director who's not used to directing adult films sure. too. 
I don't mean adult porn films. I mean like movies for grownups. Um, and so you have sometimes some storytelling or narrative issues with this, but I, I really, I, I just wish they hadn't taken an easy way out with some of the plot lines, but all in all though, like I was thinking like, if you have the kind of wife that really loves rom-coms mm-hmm. and you have to watch rom-com, like, you know, maybe last weekend you watched one of your movies and this is the weekend to watch one of hers. Yeah. You could do a lot worse in this movie. I don't know. I mean, I guess I haven't watched a lot of rom-coms. Lately. I haven't watched a I don't know either. What, I don't know what, like, any modern rom-coms, really. I haven't seen well, any. What's better? This or Devil Wears Prada? Devil Wears Prada. All right. Yeah, I would rather watch that. Um, I think I'd rather watch this, but it's, it's cool. And I think that one's probably buoyed by Mel- Meryl Streep's performance. Well, and Emily Blunt's okay, and Hathaway's okay. And, but this has know. some good performance. Michelle Yeoh is quite good. Um, yeah, but then the drop off afterwards. I think Constance was pretty. No, good. she's good too, yeah. right? But the sort of the top three, it, and then it, does, it kind it of does, a sort right, of big drop. The family stuff is the Aquafina family oh, stuff is rough. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like you know these movies. I anytime you watch these movies, I whenever I watch them, I'm like, I wish they kind of took this a little bit more seriously, mm-hmm. but uh, they don't. So it is what we're left with, and we're left with kind of a movie that is okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm glad. I hope it does encourage more filmmaking made on location in Asia that we can then see here. Sure. And maybe once again, this is kind of on me. I talk about the show, how I don't watch enough foreign films. So maybe I just need to actually just sit and actually watch some more. Um, but, uh, I, I, I actually, I would be really interested to see what his next, I know they're making two sequels. Oh, that's the thing. So this is based on a book and there's two more, I think, right? Yeah. I, I have no real interest in the sequels of this, but I am kind of curious to see what this guy's next project is. And if John choose next project is, cause I think he does do some interesting things with the movie making element of this. Well, uh, you know, presumably you'd have a lot more, Paul now that he's got a $230 million movie, right? So you'd think that he'd be able to make some, make his own choices. Maybe, maybe it was a little bit, you know, I, I mean, agree. he was still, right. Oh, no, he has way more power than he had. Before yeah. Cause before, you know, Absolutely. all the sequels he was doing, he wasn't, you know, he was just following up. But the you producers. Like, I mean, you like team wolf. Uh, yeah, totally. The only different. reason I bring that up and that was our Patreon show on Sunday. The only reason I bring that up uh, was obviously a plug for Patreon. No, the only reason <laughs> I bring that up was because, um, you really criticized the filmmaking elements that yes. sound is that where this movie I thought was incredibly oh, was professionally more, yeah. made. Like right. the sound was great. The, uh, the cinematography was very good. The use of music, especially in that wedding scene. And she's playing a song. There's a cool thing where water comes down the aisle. I thought that yeah. looked really cool. That wedding scene. Was it was cool. Good. It's cool. But the music stops for a bit and um then the bride comes out and the music right. begins again right 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 and the way it's mixed sounds really good like it's really emo- I, I was like i'm like i thought it sounded really great i come to expect that like i don't think you would ever see a, f- a movie in the theater ever again that's not mixed well that doesn't you know look a certain way i so, agree i think this was mixed and looks better than most movies in the theater now could be it could I'm be nothing wildly better this isn't yeah. really a prediction or this isn't like you know uh like a star wars movie level of effects or anything like that yeah but i think that from a just a just how that how it's made like a rom-com yeah. type movie to to have some really interesting shots on location to have some interesting things done with the sound i'm like all right that's a little extra a little extra from a movie that is pretty thin you do get a lot of little extras in there you do that i but did you enjoy watching it like i I enjoy watching it i enjoyed watching some scenes yeah overall that i enjoy watching i guess no i wouldn't use the word enjoy but i wasn't miserable watching it okay that's what i see plus i i i was talking to it the whole time oh i wasn't i wasn't that annoyed i was annoyed it wasn't like the meg like i was i was annoyed watching the meg the whole time sci-fi is easier for me 
That's why I can. I, I can so just, I can sci-fi. Sort of sci-fi. It's just fucking no, I know. Trash. No, it's it is trashy. But there was yes. We there was no. Yeah. There's nothing I can show you a performance in Meg. Oh no. There's nothing. No, no element no, no, of the no. Meg had anything remotely close to that. I'm just more a sucker for like oceans and you know that type of <laughs> right, stuff right, than right. this shit. The but, CGI <laughs> The CGI. No, but oh, but the other issue. So that I didn't buy that. I didn't buy Nick not telling Rachel. That he's rich. Like, how do you not? It, right, it's, not, a, even, not it's even, a rom-com trope. It's I, not even that, though. Yeah, it's like, doesn't make any sense. You are setting her up for fucking failure. She's going to She's going to find out when you get on a plane and you have a private cabin. Exactly. Like, you might as well tell her before that, dude. I understand maybe if you're like the first couple months, maybe you keep in the DL, but like if yeah, you're, yeah, if you're yeah. insecure about it. But once you're committed, once you're like, I'm thinking about marrying this woman. Or even this. Once you know you're taking her to, to there, yeah. maybe that day you talk to her Maybe you it. do. Because you know it's going to happen. Like, you're right you know like what are you doing here because it's not even it's not even the money like that that's just part of it like that's kind of a cool surprise if that's all it came with was hey listen I'm, i got a lot of money i, right. I don't want i don't I like to this, i don't like right. to i don't like to talk about it and i'm i know right. you love me I'm for me fun baby but i also want you to know now now is a good time for you to know this right but that's not it at all no. the issue is that she's gonna get eaten alive by his fucking family right. and she she like and the culture apparently and the culture very well known in this oh right this country she's, and, she's fake asian because she's a because she was you know right. born in america basically so right. we're came to america she's okay born in china right or no no she no it was like right. white she was she, her mom was pregnant. pregnant right so you're american i don't like that either why do you need to come up with this lie this story about the, the mom i don't think the mom would have lied that the mom daughter connection seems so they would she would have told that story eventually they had a really absolutely a really honest, other relationship. i don't, I don't buy that but you once again it's a mom-com a rom-com tropes right where i think a lot of <laughs> could get in trouble with this one i think a lot of women feel like they want to be like a fairy tale they want that fairy tale type, maybe because that's what they grew up with. And, you know, there's a lot of me. I don't know, but they want to have like that. Oh, I'll marry this prince or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but it does. And maybe women don't like rom coms. Maybe they they wish these kind of movies didn't. And maybe it sucks that they create these kind of movies for women. Um, you know, not every guy likes NASCAR. I'd be annoyed <laughs> if every movie was a NASCAR movie. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot of those tropes in there to kind of like. Well, I guess I, I shouldn't. I should, what I should have said is this is what studios think women want to see. There you go, and this is what they do with them. Well, and, I mean, but that's based on money, right? What, what right, they'll spend money on. But if you're only on. making that kind of movie, then we don't have any other choice. Yeah, you have no choice. So you're like, well, you're like creating a. So you're either doing a Marvel. Policy. You're doing a Mar. Yeah, I got to see a Marvel show with my. Or I'm, you know, I'm going to see this potentially like romantic right. movie. And it's right. the only thing that is available for women to go see. Then yeah, you're going to go see that shitty movie. Yeah, like, that's right. right. And just like I'm sure. A lot of Asian people wanted to go see it because they probably were just excited to have a mostly Asian cast for once. Yeah, and then B is like, well, I'm not as, you know, there's not, there's not like there's another Asian movie in competition that you can go see it's for the next thirty years. You're right, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, right. So yeah, you're right. There's the other, a, yeah, there's a lot of underrepresented people in this move, you know, for, that create this movie and unfortunately create some of the tropes that are in it. Sure. The other thing I wanted to say is I felt like the movie was telling us that the reason why. Nick sort of abandoned the whole status thing and was more compassionate and was because he came to America, which felt like they were like the movie was, it felt like the American, they were saying that the Americanization made him more, more compassionate. And that was kind of bothersome to me for, for an all like a movie about Asian culture. I was kind of like, Ooh, about it. Yeah. The Americans, the heroes. Yes. Did you feel that same way when you're watching it? Uh, I guess I did a little bit. I guess my like the American mother and and Nick Nick being Americanized, right. like they're the right ones. It's like ugh. I thought about that, but then other on the other hand, I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna get weirded out because maybe this is a movie where the the Asian American people can be the heroes for once because they're be. probably so used to the American being the villain. Maybe they are so used to hearing that kind of stuff coming from their family that is maybe overseas, or whatever. Right. So maybe it's like you know, finally a movie for us. Yeah, maybe you know, like. 
you know, I'm sure they've wanted to say some of the things that Nick says to his family or, or whatever. Some of the stuff that happens, I'm sure. sure they've wanted to rebel against. Maybe, I don't maybe not, I don't know. But I feel like that's not my... That, I don't know. I'm, yeah, you're right. I, I guess I can, I can see battle, that. I see that, will, uh, right? that perspective. Yeah. The other thing, the last thing that I want to say about it too is I also didn't buy that Rachel would have just walked away from Nick. Okay, so he made a mistake. <laughs> right, no chance. So he made a mistake by not saying, hey, listen, my family, they're fucking vipers. Right. And you're just going to, but we'll get to it together. Okay, he made that mistake. But he did, throughout the rest of the trip, he was like, listen, you know, I love you. Right. And yes, they're And she was never and, really mad at him. She was mad at the family. You exactly. Would, you wouldn't you would, leave your... You wouldn't take that out on just your husband. And if, it's proof positive because the second he, she sees him on a plane, she marries him. Right. So it's like, all right. And, well, the, th- and the thing is, she's reasonable. Like if she were if she were just like some dumb person, then maybe she would do it. But she like they build her up as a smart, successful, reasonable person. She would not have left him. No. Yeah. I think the wealth in this movie is capitalized, uh, pardon the pun there, uh, hmm. by the... Uh, th- literally, the, the way that... Um, what's the lead's character's name again? Uh, Rachel. Rachel but, knows that the mom is okay with her. Is jewelry? I know. It's like everything is so. <laughs> but I, but with these people, I guess you expect nothing less. Well, you start so maybe that. It's proof that. Maybe I mean, it's fine. You, you, you They start like in the very beginning of the movie is like you whip out that big, big fucking money <laughs> hammer to solve the problem. Right. Like, oh, we're just gonna buy your hotel then. Yeah. You know, like so. Yeah. it did become the. It does become that was a character totally <laughs> needless. Thing in the beginning too. I didn't Very get that strange. either. I'm, I don't. I don't know why they showed that. Just to show that she had power, I guess. Yes, I guess. But we would have known she had power by the way she was treating Rachel the entire time, and everybody else's deference to her. Right. So nah, I don't okay. think we need it. We haven't. So, so you're a C plus. I'm like yeah. a D something. Yeah. And um, it won't hit bottom fives. Okay. Um. So we do want to talk about two tours yes. CBD. Um. Been a sponsor now for I think a couple. This is our second week. Yeah, and I I know I talked talked about this on the podcast too, but I you know I really actually like CBD in general. I think you know for someone who has trouble sleeping like you have, I do, or for someone who wants some pain relief but doesn't want to take either over the counter stuff that can have side effects, um, or even prescribed stuff that has side effects. You know, I think it's a it's a good alternative maybe for you know for certain people. And I've been using it on my wrist, the salve that Two Tours has. Because I fractured my wrist, I beat myself up over the summer. We talked about, um, and you know, I, as I'm still like working to get my flexibility and my strength back there, I try, I'm trying to do push-ups now, and it's really hard. Like I'm still putting a lot of weight on my left wrist, way more than my right. It's crazy how weak that gets, and for how you know, and how long, long, long it's weak, and how. Will sore the CBD it oil help you learn how to ride a bike? Um, I can ride a bike. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You fall down, you get back up, Chris. Okay, um, but but the CBD salve like really helps soothe it, makes it feel better. You know, as I'm uh, as I continue to try to work it, it's it's a long road back, but this really helps us. So uh, go to Two Tours CBD. That's T W O T O U R. No, sorry, Two Tours Right, Two Tours uh, Use Q W as the the coupon code. You get ten percent off your order. Get free shipping. Um, support a a, a great. Um, a great sponsor in our podcast. Yeah, they are. They are uh, veterans, um, so yep. it's, it's great. You get support in there too. Uh, I, I guess I've been told. I've been pronouncing. I had a uh, someone on Twitter say I've been pronouncing. I guess it's salve. Salve. You can say either way. Solve or salve. The guy. The guy. I say salve. Someone was saying I should say salve. 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 Not solve, but salve. Solve. It's Al. Salve. It's like you can call me Alv. Self. Alf. So, uh, I, I guess it's solve. Now I don't know because I've just said it both ways like right in a row yeah. so now I can't remember. So self. go to tutors.com <laughs> promo code QW get 10% off free shipping. Cool. Thanks. 
dollars, I like diamonds. I like stunning. I like shining. I like million dollar deals. Where's my pen? Bitch, I'm signing. I like those Balenciagas. The ones that look like socks. I like going to the jeweler. I put rocks all in my watch. I like sexes from my exes. Sexes from my exes. This is Cardi B's I Like It. Yes. Um, Cardi B... Um, but now like two shows in a row, we're talking about people who have like have records, like not like I, I record records, but like billboard records. Right. Like, she's the first female rapper to chart 13 singles on the hot 100 at the same time. And she said one album, one album uh, okay. debuted at number one, which is crazy. Like yeah, to yeah, just it's hit insane. it yes. so fast. Um, that number one album. So that, so that's the hot 200. That's uh, you know, two hot uh, most album sales debuted at number one. It was, Number six overall in 2018, and still number 19 overall in 2019. So sold for a while, sold like five or six million copies. It's pretty big. One uh, best rap, rap album Grammy. Uh, this is Invasion of uh, Privacy is the the album name, and also most female streams oh, ever. Wow. She's like the first. Fe- uh, no wait, first female rapper to hit a billion oh. streams on Spotify. Crazy, and, super uh, famous. Rolling Stone. Said this was the greatest summer song of all time. Yeah, I saw that too. So I hate this song. Um, oh, it's not in my bottom five. But what I think about it? What do you think about it? I like it. You like? You fuck no. <laughs> Pretty good, right? So I like the original. So this is this song is basically based off of uh, of <sighs> what? You hate everything. I I hate, I like many things. I like you. <laughs> Great. Lucky <laughs> me. Uh. Yeah, that has a lot of like that. That makes me feel like like I'm in uh, Miami. Why do you want to be in Miami so bad? Well, it's nice and warm there. Oh, the music's good, but that's from uh, Pete Rodriguez. Uh, the song called "I Like It Like That," yeah. which was also a Billboard hit number twenty-five. Yeah. It's that and one other um, sample is basically this. Which entire I am familiar song. that song. That song. Yeah, yeah. You, you've heard it before, yeah. of course. Um, um, hit, it's hit a bunch of movies, definitely. Yeah, but I that's the that's the thing is I think the best part about that song is basically that. That sample. Oh, I I liked I I liked I enjoyed the song a lot. Like I well, I shouldn't say it. this is a kind of a tale of two songs for me. So I really enjoyed her element of it. I like enjoyed the Cardi B portion of the song. The yeah. guy speaking Spanish. I don't understand Spanish. And when you're doing a song that has a very or a pretty famous cut sample in the background, yeah. in the background. So then you're really only focusing on the lyrics, right? Because they yes. push the lyrics, and you know more of the stuff, the levels than I do. But it seems like the lyrics are really pushed at us. They are right, and it's rap, and that's usually how it goes, which is which is cool. That's what's supposed to happen, right? But you can't push, or I guess you can. They did it here, and it's successful, so they did. But you, ideally, for me, don't push lyrics. To me, I don't understand. I don't know what they're saying, so it's hard for me to really enjoy it or sing along. I'm not. I'm not Spanish, so it's like, all, all right. Well, I don't know. I can't. I don't know what you're you saying. You can't really relate to the song. Like I was like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying her her stuff. I mean, um, so I wish she didn't double back. Like she repeats yeah. rap again, which yep. is kind of annoying. Like, oh no, you're do something different. She had some funny lines. They're like, oh, do yeah. do don't worry, like you know, stitches like laugh out loud. Like, it was like, oh, it's kind of clever. Right. I would have rather heard a second um, at level of those lyrics than just repeating them again. Let's talk about it. so Bad Bunny is the is the rapper. Yeah. And I think he's the worst part of this too. He sings a it's it's so he raps, but it's this but he sings it. It's a one note rap. It, it it's so annoying. That's not the one. Hold on one second. Where's the one note? There it is, Bunny. Look 
club Why you have in the bank and, and Cardi B is meanwhile so she, she's really I think she's good like I think she that trap style she's yeah. really good with it and she just like puts it in your face it's, I think she's really effective I think she's I think she's talented at that so to go from that energy to that guy is quite a drop off it is a drop off yeah, because there's really not much compel. You, you're right. Can't lock onto the lyrics, which is fine. I mean, so, you know, I people guess, who speak I, Spanish I can, but yeah, and we can't. I mean, that's right. fine. So maybe, maybe if I spoke Spanish, then I, I would hook onto it. Right. But all I'm hearing is that's a one note melody for like 30 seconds long, and it's fucking annoying to me. Yeah, it's like I'm done with this. Can you just fucking resolve it somewhere? Go I, somewhere I with just, it. I could go on like because the first I was listening to also too. We're just listening to this here, okay. but I, I had headphones on. Right. Because so this is really good driving music. Okay. So I listened to it driving. I listened to it at home. I yeah. enjoyed it way more driving. Just feeling the movement. And I guess around. so. Just like, this is like a lot more fun. So the first minute and a half, I'm like, this is awesome. I'm actually really liking huh. this. And then that guy, the bad bunny man comes on. No good, no good, no good. No good. And then the other man comes on. He's a little bit better. I don't know. They're all, he's also not as good. No, he's not good. And then, then it goes back to the three of them. It's kind of fun. I like how the song ends. Yeah. My God, this is pretty, this is kind of fun. I just kept feeling like, Everything that I would want from Cardi B, I get way better from Nicki Minaj. She's got such great attitude and flow. Like, she is a talented rapper. Nicki Minaj is a talented rapper. And, like, she, you know, she just blows Cardi B way out of the water. That's the thing. That's that's, that's a comparison I'm making. Like yeah. I listen to Cardi B, and I'm like, she's just she's just like a, a knockoff Nicki Minaj, who's nowhere near as good. I think for this song, though, what she's doing, I think it works. I think having for what this is, which is kind of just like front and center, just bombastic, not a lot of moving parts. Like that could be just played in Nicki Minaj. Like her voice is doing a few different things. Yeah, There's a few different things happen there. This is pretty much just like boom, like a level eight instantly in your face, and you're like, all right. Um, and it's kind of, it's fun in that way. I think, it, I think it is a good summer song. I can see being young, you know, going down the strip of the beach and blaring this and having some fun. I think this is a fun summer song. Well, once again, we're just confronted with a situation where something is wildly successful and I just can't connect to it. And yeah, so maybe I guess I connected I, more to this than I did uh, Drake. So I can Drake, understand that. Yeah, the Drake thing. I'm like, I don't know what's like. No, I he's disaffected. At least Cardi I, I, B's right. got a little bit of personality. And also, just like I don't get the success. Like I understand the success here. This makes sense to me. I'm like, oh, it's I can fun. see this. It's yeah. funnish. Yeah, I see. I would have this go. Like if I was like on like a summer playlist, I would throw this on. Sure, it's awesome. Like like awesome to hear. Like if you're just hanging out. Yeah, it's not like you know I wouldn't read a book by this or I wouldn't seek this out all the time. Sure. You know, I wouldn't even play this necessarily if I'm doing dishes, you know, necessarily. But like just on a fun summer day, throwing this on, it's kind of like, you know what this is? What is it? Steve Miller band. <laughs> it's the Steve, oh, okay. A little bit. Now same it's kinda, all getting clear. Same kind of thing for <laughs> yes. me, though. Like just not a lot of thought involved, though. Yeah. Just fun summer music um, that you can just sit back and do. Like, I would have loved... Uh, if I was living in New York, this would have been a fun song to it was hear. Place. And like you hear blaring out of the bodegas and you hear blaring out of like this. Because that's what happens. You're, like, you're walking down the street in New York and you'll walk by the stores mm. and they'll all have radios and it's almost all like more modern. Because everyone in New York's young. Yeah. So it's all like modern stuff. And it's like, oh, this would have been kind of a fun song to hear 30 seconds of when you're walking to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It would have been like, oh, oh yeah, all right, this is, this is fun. I don't know. I just, I want, I guess I always just want more. I just want something like. Because now you're talking about, you know, uh, a fifth of the song is this guy who's singing one note. And then, yeah, 
I mean, she's fine. She's just not, it's just, I know, I know comps who are stylistically similar enough who are a lot better. So then, you know what I mean? So when, so when I hear this, I'm just like, I'm not getting, like I know what's good and it's over here. Well, I felt the same way, I guess, about Kendrick versus Drake. Oh, well, there's no, that's, again, there's no comparison. Right, no comparison. Kendrick's voice. And I haven't listened Drake. to Nicki Minaj stuff, I'm sure. I, She's really great. That's fine. I have no, I'm not arguing. She just all. has so much personality. That's She's the thing. Way, she has a lot of personality yeah. in that clip. Way more than Cardi B has. Yeah. And I don't, you know, Cardi B is a lot of things. I mean, Cardi B also is an actress. She was in that movie yeah. Hustlers, with, yeah. by the way, with Constance Wu. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. You know, uh, you know, it's both kind of, you know, she can do a, a number of different things. And she was in MTV. The reason it's hit number one, I believe she was in an MTV show. Oh, I don't know. Which, uh, maybe you're right. Some, I don't know. Something I don't, I don't know. But it was something that on MTV for a couple of years. And that's why she was already kind of a known entity when this album came out. She wasn't like just like, yeah, so out of nowhere. Yeah, I wasn't quite because I knew she wasn't on, you know, like American Idol or something. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think she was on like an MTV show and and built a following. And and also, uh, I think she might have been featured in other other songs too. Sure. um, Oh, that's another thing. That's another thing. There are 15 writers in this song. Oh, my God. It's, it's, It's her. Uh, Benito Ocasio, Jose Osario, Tony Pabon, Marcus Macis, Jesus Nieves, Manny Rodriguez, oh, yeah, yeah, Jordan yeah, Thorpe, yeah, Anthony we, we, White, we, we, Vincent we, we, Watson, yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. of them. Like, uh, what? Well, I mean, maybe your stuff, maybe the Spanish lyrics are really compelling. Maybe it's like, you know, oh, it'd have really to be great stuff. I don't, know, I don't know what they're saying. I hope it's good. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. Maybe. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate to think that, it, or I hate to just jump to conclusions here, but just based on what I've heard in the rest of the song, I doubt it. Right. Actually, I don't think her lyrics that bad. They're fine. They're fine. It just, it's, it's not, not terrible. I wish they didn't re- I wish they didn't repeat. Yeah. But they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I don't have much more to add. No, it is. It is. Won't hit my bottom five. I give this song a B minus. Oh, Jesus. That's way too high. What's the song called? It is good. It is. I like it like that. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. It is good. I like it. The new version is it is good. I like it. It's fine. I like it. That'll be the sequel. So what do you give it? Um, Oh, the D again. You, no, not bottom five though. Cause our no, this isn't bottom terrible. five. No, I mean the, the bottom fives are, are F's. Yeah. Those are songs. Those that, are all, I agree. They should be Those stabbed. Are all, every, every bottom five I have is an F as well. Yeah. Cool. Um, um we I, do have some exciting news. Oh yeah. A milk deadly weather report. You didn't, you didn't warn me before beforehand. Nope. Oh, uh, I sure didn't. Uh, so this is 2018 September. Yes. So hurricane Florence hammered the middle Atlantic coast, making landfall in North Carolina. Uh, on September 14th with winds nearing 90 miles an hour. Flows a bitch. Yes. Uh, catastrophic freshwater flooding occurred in the region. Um, some people complained the weather it jumped the shark, but then a larger shark jumped out of the water and ate the first shark. That's a next <laughs> joke. That's courtesy of milk. Oh! <laughs> he did eat the big, he, that, that big shark did eat the little yes. shark. Which wasn't little. Milk knows. Well, they they knew that the big shark was seventy five feet fucking long, but th- then they caught one that's thirteen. Feet. Rain they Wilson that was killed a, a whale one. or something. This movie's so yeah. stupid. I I, I, I knew he was getting. I'll be ha- I'll be happy a few months from now. Like remember when we covered the Meg? I'd be like, what? Wait, what? Who? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh I forgot yeah, about that. I forgot about that. Oh, right. Um, where were you? Yes. So I kind of want to talk a little bit. Uh, I was on the Kirk Manahan show this week, uh, which was. Uh, Really cool opportunity, exciting. We both were together. We both were That's together. fucking crazy. Very strange. Uh, but it was really fun for me. I'd never been on Matt's been on you know, 16, by the time you're hearing this, 18 times, maybe, who knows? Yeah. Many times. I've only been on once. But I, it was really fun to do. But baseball came up. So I kind of want to talk about my recent feelings about baseball. Uh, and the reason I bring it up this week is because I the last Major League Baseball game I've gone to was this week. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, Laura, uh, so at, at this point in time, I'm dating uh, my 
now wife. So we were only boyfriend and girlfriend at the time uh, in September of 2018. And I had never sat on the Green Monster. So I wanted to go, and um, uh, I'm a Mets fan, especially really since I lived in New York and came back uh, that second time. I really kind of went deep in t- with the Mets, and uh, some of the stuff with the Red Sox and John Henry yeah. kind of turned my stomach. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm just going to go. I'm full Mets fan. You know, I used to have it kind of be both. I'm like, my NL team's the Mets. Sure. My AL team's the Red Sox. I used to watch a ton of baseball, so it was easy to root for both. We'll talk more about that when we hit some other years. But at this moment in time, I'm, I'm fully embedded with uh, with the, the Mets. Uh, and, uh, I told Laura, I said, I never sat in the green monster. So we went and we got green monster tickets, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, just because I've been to a hundred games of Henry. I've never once sat on the green monster. So we went, we had a really good time. It was really fun. We, we ended up making like a weekend of it in Boston. It was really fun. Um, and it was really fun to kind of see it from that angle. And we just had Mets one, which is kind of cool. Cause that Red Sox teams won the world series. Yep. So the Mets were pretty wise that year. So it was kind of fun to actually kind of steal one, uh, Syndergaard pitch. It was, it was a fun, it was a fun game. Um, so I know like, I went on the show. So I went on the Kirkman hand show. And we talked about like how, uh, I'm a baseball fan and I do. I, I, we've talked about baseball, yeah. stats before a lot in the show and stuff like that my love for baseball uh, even uh, really up until a couple months ago probably has never been lower in my life or at least not since i was like six years old and discovered baseball uh i barely watched any games this year this year felt especially fake with the pandemic yeah, stuff of course and um i didn't watch a ton i watched some of the world series i watched a couple playoff games i didn't watch much more than that which is strange because usually i would have watched every play i, I was the guy yeah who the, you know yep you know, first half of the century, I would never miss any anybody's game. I used to do that. I'm the guy that would stay up. I would, I've had the baseball package, uh, like, I think two years ago was the first year I didn't have it since, like, 1997. I've had the baseball package every year. I'm the guy that watches, I'd watch the Red Sox or the Mets, and then I would then watch the West Coast game. I would always watch, like, the Dodger games. Until every night you would do that? Every night. Wow. I'd watch, I'd watch all this West Coast stuff. Um, I would watch all the games. I just would watch as much baseball as I could. Inject it in my veins. I loved it. And obviously you get older too. And you just have different interests and you kind of just, I don't know if you, you just kind of, eh. and then I lived in New York and I was had season tickets to the Mets and that kind of revitalized my baseball level a little bit. I didn't stay up late watching all the games all the time then, but I would watch all the Mets games, you know? Well, and you can get there too. You would go and right, so I'd go, go to like 50 games a year. Yeah. Cause I was literally, it was, I timed it, it like 17 minutes from my couch to the seat. I had season tickets. So like, it was like no brainer. I don't, sure. I don't, I don't have kids. You know, it was easy for me just to go. Like it was a super. It was it was almost easy as turning the remote control on to watch the game. I might as well go. Right. So I uh, I would go to a ton of games. I'd watch all the games they had in the road whenever I could. I mean, I wouldn't miss stuff to watch, but I watched sure. a lot of them. And um, well, before, like in the '90s, I would miss stuff to watch Red Sox games, even on the road. I was just like I was that addicted. Um, so you know, by 2018, I'm like, eh, I kind of watch, I kind of don't. And now I, I really don't watch much. Now a couple things have changed in the last couple. Months that have changed me a bit in that uh, the Mets got new ownership. Right. So the Mets, the, for the longest time, were owned by uh, a guy named Fred Wilpon. And Fred Wilpon bought the team in 1979 with a man named Nelson Doubleday. Doubleday Printing. Sure. Famous book printing. So Nelson Doub- Doubleday, great owner. Fred Wilpon, total shit. And they owned the team together for uh, several years. So they owned it in 1986. They owned it together. And they won a World Series together. And then it was, I want to say it was after the, nine, after the 2000 World Series is when Doubleday left. It was right around there, and Doubleday left. And Wilpon, uh, very cheap. 
but he had a uh, a reason to keep spending money was Bernie Madoff was also a Mets fan. Hmm. And Bernie Madoff obviously had his whole Ponzi scheme, but part of his scheme was he would give the Met. He, Will Pond was one of the winners. <laughs> so he kept getting money that he didn't yeah. earn because it was all a Ponzi scheme, but he kept putting that money back into the team and the Mets became better because of that. And Will Pond was able to not spend really, quote unquote, his own money. Right. Well, then the Madoff thing falls apart and the feds came out and said, well, you got to turn back all the money that you, in theory, won. You know, Wilpon had to send that back. Yes, had to give the money did. back. Oh Jesus! So, that's it. so like Kevin Bacon and Kerry Sidgwick, we talked about Kevin Bacon on the Teen Wolf episode. Yeah, they lost a shit ton of money. Oh man! But they got a lot of it back by people from Wilpon who the so the winners had to pay the losers. Back, I see, as well as some of the assets made off sold, and they paid it out. They dispersed it uh, equally. So let's say so I think. I, last time I checked, I could be wrong with these numbers, and if I am, I'm sorry, but my understanding is that the last time I looked, because Will Ponce had to pay out, so the last time I checked, I think if you, let's say Kevin Bacon yep. got 70% of his money back or something right. like that. So he's only really lost 30%, which still sucks, I know. Sucks, but still. But, right. Now, he thought he had more money on paper because he thought he was also getting, because he was sending out those fake reports. But, right. Um, right. So, but the Will Ponce actually got more money. So they had, not only, so not only Will Ponce now losing the Madoff money tree, now they got to pay back money that they really don't have. They actually had to take a one-off Major League Baseball so the reason it affected me as a fan is now they have less money to spend on the team. They're not getting free agents. Payroll right. is going down. So it kind of sucked. They went to the World Series when I was there in 2015, but a lot of that was because players were young. They weren't. It was just really good moves by Sandy Alderson, sure. the GM. So this new owner comes in, cleans house, Steve Cohen. Meanwhile, Steve Cohen instantly becomes the richest owner in baseball by far. He has more wealth than everybody else in baseball by a mile. Why? He, I used to, no, just oh, from his his, his investment. I, I think he's an investment guy. Okay, because he I get in trouble for some bad. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of those guys. We're, I don't really honestly I don't give a fuck. Yeah, because this guy's money's he runs my favorite team. Awesome. Yeah. So he's gonna spend money, and who does he bring in? But Sandy Alderson is his GM. So Sandy, so the Wilpons fired Sandy Alderson. He got cancer a, oh. couple, a few years ago, and the Wilpons kind of pushed him out. Like he went and got treatment. He's like you know what? Don't come back. That sucks. So. Cohen buys a team and Alderson's able to go in there and fire the guy replaced him as well as all these other guys <laughs> that turned the back on him. Pretty cool move by that him. Is. That must have been a really fun day in the office yeah. to go in there and be like, fire all these was guys. He, was he a Mets fan? Is that why he bought the team? Cohen's the best fan. His, yes. Oh, okay. So of course he knew all that shit. And he's oh, like, he knew everything. Come on, And Sandy. he hated the Wilpons. Yeah. He, he, he almost bought a team a couple years ago and, and the, the son, that was the other problem, was it was Fred and Jeff. Fred is the owner who bought it with Doubleday. Yep. And when Doubleday got pushed out or that whole thing ended double is like you you Mets fans are fucked this guy's an asshole and he's 100% right Fred Wilpon's awful and Fred so make things worse you're like all right well maybe Fred will die one day all right we just kind of you know you kind of <laughs> right, cross sure. your fingers you know but he had a young son named Jeff who's only like 10 years older than we are so I'm like oh, this guy's been older my whole life this sucks. yeah but uh so they were gonna sell a team to Cohen about a year ago and Fred Wilpon's like well I want to run the team for five more years and and change the terms right before the agreement was signed. Total sleaze move. Yeah. And Cohen's like, well, I'm not going to deal with it. I don't know. No, like yeah. that's not absolutely not. And so now, he, because Wilpon's got no more money problems, Cohen's like, I'm buying because the pandemic. Cohen's like, here's what I'm offering you, and so sure enough, so now he has all this money to spend. So it has made me a lot more excited about baseball. Yeah. Um. But having said all of that, the thing I'm most excited for, I think I've talked about it a couple times quickly on this show, is expansion teams. So my favorite, one of my favorite things in the entire world is baseball expansion teams. Uh, I am obsessed with things starting at the ground level. Yeah. And if there was ever an expansion team that comes out between now and until I die, I will be a fan of that team. Now, in theory, there'll be two teams, so I'll right. pick. They never just do one. Sure. There'll be two. So, because um, to even out the lead. You know, of course. So, yeah, yeah. so that way on Friday and Saturdays, there isn't one team staying at home. Yep. Nothing to do. So there will be two teams added. It's going to happen. It's a matter of when. I wonder if the pandemic will rush this. But you wonder where these two teams are going to be. You think it would rush it? Because I would think that there's less money 
No, because owners want money back. Because what happens is when the expansion team comes in, they pay, they pay each of the owners uh, like hundreds of millions of dollars to I join see. their club. I see. Or not that much, I guess. They pay the owners, it ends up being like $50 million each. I see. Which owners could use to then, you know, and then not only that, but you're getting two teams that suck. And right, that you're going to beat up on. And now you can beat up on. And right. Now, having said that, you do now split the cable, the TV money rights up. And you do. Like so you, you do lose a portion of the pie down the road, but if owners need a quick $50 million injection. That's a good way to do it. And that's what happened before. So in 1993, the Marlins and Rockies joined the baseball. And the reason that happened was because in 1986, the 86-87 um, offseason, there was what was called collusion. And that was when all the owners got together and said, we're not going to pay the free agents this year. Hmm. We're going to give, but if we all band together, yeah, there's nothing they can do. We're just not going to... Andre Dawson won the MVP in... 19, or no, I'm sorry. He won the MVP in 86 coming off a good year at the Expos. He couldn't get a job anywhere. He literally went to the Cubs and basically uh, gave him a blank check. It was like, whatever you... Whatever you pay me is fine? I'll do it. Because I, no I need to get no a job. No one would hire him? He would win the MVP that year. Why wouldn't they have just said... Why don't someone... You, you think someone would have lowballed him? He, Here, let me give you 100000 They all were doing that. Oh, they so were he all might as well pick the one he wanted to go to I Chicago see, I see, I see. for whatever reason. And yeah. he went there. Right. So they all were lowballing. Jesus Christ. A guy named Dave Kingman, very famous power hitter in the 70s and, and mid 80s. Yeah. He had 35 home runs. Yeah. He couldn't get a job. He ended up leaving baseball. He had, he had retired. Yes. He couldn't get a job. Because he wasn't get here. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to work for peanuts. Like, right. this is ridiculous. Right. So the, the players union sued the owners. And they won. They proved collusion. They had uh, telegrams. They had, yeah. they had writing. It was proven. And the owners had to pay big time mm. and pay all these free agents had to pay the union. It was a mess. Um, and they needed a quick injection. So that's why they allowed they in 93, they allowed these teams to come in cause they wanted some quick crash. Yeah. Um, and 98 happened, uh, because they got greedy and they wanted more cash cause they had like, the, so that's when the, uh, Florida. devil rays and the diamondbacks yeah. joined. Um, so th- there has been a trend of that. I love expansion teams. If you ask me, you know, you can name any expansion team from 1961 on, and I could probably tell you almost the entire starting lineup of a lot of them. Certainly, the ones in my lifetime, I could. Have you liked the expansion teams that have come out recently? Have you liked? Uh, so I was just intrigued. Tampa I love Bay. the expansion draft. It's yeah. fun because how it works is you pick players. Players are teams are allowed to keep 15 players, right? And then you then can pick from the rest. So it's kind of fun to see who they pick and how you build a team. The building of a team is my favorite thing about baseball. Like even when I was a kid, I never really I liked playing. Uh, and I played up and through high school. I really enjoyed playing, but sure. I really loved building a team. Yeah. So like you know, I play a baseball simulator now and all that stuff of like, you know, which guys do you sign the contracts, the free agent stuff. That's my like trade. That is my, that's what my obsession with baseball really lies on. So the idea that you build a team from scratch from the pickings of other team, like I ran so many simulated expansion drafts. I must've run a thousand in my life. <laughs> I do it all the time for fun. What? I'll do ones now where I'll You're do like, it. just go home and say, okay, uh, there's going to be a new team in, yep. you know, somewhere. I'll in do whatever. new ones or I'll redo historic ones. Oh, that's now it. the problem is the teams keep those lists pretty private because they don't embarrass the players. Because if you're if you're not protected, it leaves a kind of a dirty taste in your mouth. I can see that. So you can never really know. So you, the computer is kind of simulating who would have been I mean, protected. You no, know. right? Yeah. So you know, but so it's fun to go there and like, hey, what if I recreate it? Can I? Sure. How would how would I do as a GM? So it's really fun for me to do stuff like that. I love that whole premise of starting things from scratch. I love getting in the ground floor stuff. Like, I'm out of work right now, and um, 
one of the things I'm thinking of, all right, what do I want to do? You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to go do sales for just a regular company again. This doesn't really, I've done sure. it for 15 years. I've enjoyed parts of it, but I'm kind of burnt out. I, you know, but if I'm going to go back into sales, I would do it with something on the ground for. That right. would be interesting to me if I had maybe some ownership or even not, or even if it was just something on the ground for I was passionate about, that would be fun. You'd like to build but it. But to jump in the middle of something, to be just another cog in the wheel, that's not, not as fun. super exciting to me. I'm no. not saying I wouldn't do it right. It just doesn't work your brain the same way. It's I, not a puzzle. I, I need an excitement too. I mean, I, you know, when you do stuff for long enough, it's like, all right, I want something that's going to be a different wrinkle, you know? Yep. And um, this is probably some sort of midlife crisis thing on someone. Maybe this is why people leave their why I don't know. I mean, I'm lucky. Where I'm very happy. You just my got married. Life. Yeah, I just got married. I'm very happy with my domestic <laughs> yeah. life. I don't have a lot of, I, you know, I haven't had kids, so I got to live in cities. I got to do things I wanted to sure. do. But I haven't, you know, so domesticated and that whole thing, I have no itch to do anything else. I, I, I haven't been trapped by my family. Some people maybe my age haven't. Like, I know I talk, uh, I've, I've heard people say like, oh, I, I just wasn't able to do the things I wanted to do in my life because I've had kids. I've never had that. I've been able to almost do too many things in my life I wanted to do because I haven't had kids. Sure. So what, maybe in jobs though, I, I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of done with this, you know, and I don't want to do that anymore, I don't think. And this time off with the pandemic, I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, the last few years I've been selling. So this time in 2018, I'm selling signs and I work for a, comp- a company where we sold uh, signage to minor league baseball teams and to college athletics like departments. Yep. And I did pretty well. And I had a pretty good book of business and I really loved my customers. It was a good job where I had the same customers year after year and you build relationships. And I got to go to winter meetings as a baseball fan. That's pretty cool. That is got to do some really cool stuff. Um, so as far as sales jobs go, you really couldn't beat it, but it was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying the deal. Like I'm just another cog in the wheel for this company. Now, they treated me really well. They're always very respectful. I, I've been lucky. I've worked for some really good companies. I'm mean, sure. very blessed. McDonald's and McDonald's, uh, <laughs> right. No. And my sales, like, oh, a lot of stuff actually we haven't talked about. We just we haven't hit very, very modern things, but the last 15 years I've been doing sales. It's, it's been good. Most of, most of the time and, uh, almost all the time. And, um, but it's like, I never, I, I, I to go back and do that again, I, for the right money, obviously I would do any, you know, I do anything. Sure. <laughs> Pretty much right, but you know what I what I do would I go back into the same kind of job? I don't think so. I think I'd rather be do something more fulfilling, yeah, or something starting from scratch, right? So yeah, so that's like kind of a long winded story about my baseball thing. But uh, tickets to Green Monster are very cool. It was very fun. Um, it was just a fun way to see the same thing I've seen for a long time from a different point of view. But um, I kind of want to talk about baseball and me right now. And yeah, so I am excited for the next season with Mets. So if you're on Twitter, you want to talk Mets with me, Cohen? I'm all on board. I think they're going to get a ton of free agents. I'm super excited. I'm going to get the package, I think, next year. Um, I'm kind of excited for that to kind of get back into it. Uh, But I am always hoping for an expansion team. And that will be... And this podcast might turn into a... Uh, a Montreal Expos or Las Vegas expansion team or Nashville, Tennessee, whatever the, that might be, might become that I might become so obsessed. I might need to have a second podcast dedicated to Fine. expansion, but I'm, I'm in too. If they expand, we talked about this before. If they expand, I would, I would be happy to root for that expansion team. Cause I'm, I don't, I mean, the Red Sox don't have any, pulp, I, I mean, it's hard to no, root for a guy it, like John Henry. Exactly. It's like, yeah. And he's not going to, and once he dies, he's going to be like Yawk. He's going to give it to Pizzuti right. and, I don't really want to root for that. I don't, I don't either. I'm good. Yeah. And even the way they just like, even just the way, they, even if you're not a Kirk Minahan fan, he doesn't like the Red Sox. And you, you know, you, even if you're not a fan of some of the stuff that he says or some of that stuff, look at the way they treated Mookie Betts. Yeah. Like just look at the baseball stuff. Take all the other stuff aside. Yeah. Let's say, you know, you might be like, you know, I'm the kind of person I don't really care about the owner. I just care about the team. They just let a generational talent go for almost nothing because they didn't want to pay him when they charge the highest ticket prices in the land. Exactly. They own their own TV network. Yep. They're just being greedy. They now. own their own newspaper. So if you are the kind of person that doesn't care about John Henry, okay, fine, I guess I care, but you don't care. Fine. But you care about your team winning. 
They just gave up the best, the second best player in baseball to the team that just won the World Series. Exactly. And if that doesn't piss you off, it should. You are not. What are you doing? And they keep doing that. Look at the way they treated John Lester on his way out too. I mean, the whole thing. It's they're they're, they're not good. And yeah. then the people that they sign are fight, like the Verdugo character. We we've yeah. Yeah, I mean, these guys just, but if you just care about that, you're like, well, he won forward series, and he did, and, absolutely, and, and he did, and he should get credit for for absolutely for a lot of that because you know the ownership before you know the Aki Trust Harrington it was, it was garbage, it was garbage. shit. Yeah. The stadium was a dump. They stopped paying the. Ja- I remember in 2002, I'd go to games. The stadium was a dump. Yeah, Fenway was. a They dump. stopped cleaning. Yeah, I turned 2001. They, I'm sorry, Henry took over in 2002. In the fall of 2001, I went to games right right that like September ish sure. time. Uh, I went to games after 9/11, and I went in August, and that stadium was filled with trash. They stopped paying the trash people yeah. to come daily. They came every other day. So if you went the wrong day, you had like pop. It was just a fucking trash. So John Henry did a lot of good things, especially he initially. Yeah. But now he's doing the same thing that the Harry, that Harrington did: letting free agents walk. Yeah, you know they don't care. They don't, if they don't care. Why should I care? That's how I felt about Will Ponds too. A lot yeah. of baseball talk in this episode today, but That's I, fine. I figured you know I'm into expansion team. Give me uh, give me the Expos What's, back. I want that Vegas team. So I want to retire out fine. there. Vegas is fine too. Make, give us Expos in Vegas. I'd I'm be happy best, with that. Man. Like I want man. If I have if they if they build a team in Vegas and I retire out there out west, is that all you're gonna do until you die? You just oh, go to fuck games. Yeah, man. Area? I just fucking go to games. Like you know. Just go to, you know, that's my, how should I pay, spend my 70s? Go into, you know, 50 baseball games a year. Just walk there, hang out, go to the game, walk back. I'm a little old man. That's fucking awesome. I think I'd be bored, but I'm with you. I want, I want bored. I want to, I said, read that or I'm on an ocean of Maine just staring at the water and just fishing. No, just, just staring like, <laughs> just like a, staring? a psycho. A psycho. <laughs> like a psycho. Staring and. <laughs> Just hearing that ocean wave. You know your baseball stats. You're definitely the geekier of the two of us. I think you've given me shit for the baseball stat. You're talking about baseball stats. Hmm. I like it too, though. I did bring up action figures. Pretty recently, <laughs> you did uh, last episode. No, two episodes ago. Um, headlines. Yes. The first Miss America pageant without the swimsuit competition happened this week in uh, 2018. Well, we're talking about somebody doesn't have any more. I mean, since pornography oh, became a thing, like, so it's guys like, aren't going to watch it because they can watch naked women very easily on the, on the internet. And the thing is, like, who are we kidding? It's a beauty pageant. It's like, who gives a fuck with the, how they and do the women it? Women hate it now because the whole, you know, they I understand. Or just don't do it at all. Like you're just. Well, being, I mean, the whole thing is just. I remember, remember as a kid, the A's, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah, guys, were people still, would know. I would know who won Miss America the oh, next yeah. day. It was like a, I don't know, well, guys, because kid couldn't access hardcore pornography in their phones yeah. anymore. So they like seeing women in bathing suits. Women cared, I guess, because it was more socially acceptable and it was kind of interesting for them to see it. But now, women hate it and men are like bored by it. Yeah, so I don't even know what it's doing. They yeah. should probably just can it. Um, the second thing is the US SEC filed a lawsuit against Elon Musk for securities fraud. How did that go? Was that banner falling? I don't know. I was wondering what I was hearing. Yeah, I thought I heard someone like knock on the door. How did it go? Uh, he tweeted that he was going to take Tesla private, mm-hmm. and because of that, it cost him and his company forty million dollars. And uh, being the chairman of uh, Tesla, he had to step down as the chairman of oh, Tesla wow, for that one tweet. Wow! Watch out, David Portnoy. SEC want they love to get their big targets. Forty. So uh, the forty, 40 million, million dollars. doesn't care about that much. But oh no, the, that's uh, a big. Oh, it, it's a lot. I know. But twenty million from him. Twenty million from Tesla. I, I mean, know. I bet he, he cares a lot more about the second part. Oh, the chairman. Yeah. yeah. Think of the status he had yeah. of being chairman of two companies. You know. Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he likes his 
finger on the button. It's interesting. Um, what, what you, it's an interesting name, right? Elon Musk. Well, Elon, he's from South America. So yeah. Elon's is, yeah. Elon's, yeah. Musk is, is the, Musk is a straight, yeah. That's, that's a straight yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Musk fan. I like him. He's a smart dude. He's very smart. Smart dude trying to do cool he stuff. He does some crazy, he says some crazy things, right? And sometimes it gets, he does say, yeah, but I don't crazy. care about that. Like, like a lot of space stuff. We should stop doing that. You like the space stuff, though. Yeah, I love the space. He'll he'll get us to Mars. That's going to happen right. in like three years. Just there'll think be, there'll be humans on Mars. Change. I don't know why you don't you <laughs> you don't like to explore. I don't want to talk about space. All. I shouldn't have brought that up. I'm sorry, it's my fault. Let's talk about more space. No, the oldest known human drawing was discovered this week in 2018. Seventy three thousand years old in South Africa. It's like balls and a dick. <laughs> it's balls. No, it looks kind of like a hashtag ish. It's pubes. It's not pubes. It's not, it's not it's not the fucking uh the uh the what what's the Good job, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yes. a little bit beat up. You are. Yeah. I'm really beat up. Tomorrow's going to be a beat Why up. Why would you even start the sentence if you didn't know what it was? I it was there. I was right here. What's the the zodiac? I was going to say the fucking I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we got that out. That was good. That's good. You're such a bastard. I just like a little empathy from you sometimes. Why? <laughs> what do you mean why i get no support life you're my only friend <laughs> that's a sad reveal right that's that, a sad reveal it's not show. true I, well i mean now i'm not talking during the pandemic i haven't really talked to anybody have you i mean you probably talked to your to I your talk to my uh, friends, yeah like, like on the phone but you haven't seen them really no no i've seen uh, that's what I yeah, i've seen ethan my buddy ethan a few times that's what i mean like I, I haven't gone and hung out with anybody except for you yeah it was kind of you did, did come off as kind of sad there though right? oh fuck everybody <laughs> or give me a little empathy maybe surprise you know more friends <laughs> i know uh we are back on sunday, sunday tomorrow with the predator yes and post malone i've not seen the predator i can't remember if i've seen it or not but we're gonna I don't find think out you have. i think we've determined you haven't <sighs> maybe i haven't but, you know if you have we'll say it but and then we are uh we are back we are back next week next week 1991 and, and let me get this right here i'm sorry i'm not prepared for this either I'm, oh just, and you gave me shit for not mad. being prepared well, just I mean, maybe I, worse I can, I can say words maybe worse i want to get the movie order right so we're going to be going to 1991 yep okay so we are going to be hitting these movies and i believe this order i think wednesday we're going to do thelma and louise yep i think it's the most famous of the movies i tried to do the most famous movie on wednesday but i can see the most famous movie saturday i do the second most famous which in this case is the number one movie that week City Suckers. Oh, is it? Yes. I forgot about that. City Suckers. Yeah. I think City Suckers is more famous than Backdraft. Backdraft yeah, is going to be our patron. All three movies, though, I think are pretty solid. Yeah, they are solid. I think it's a more solid week than this week. And this um, is June. Ni- I'm sorry. This is the second week of June. Uh, I'm sorry. The first week of June, 1991. Right. Also varied too. Like they're they're all di- all three of those are really different. I think so. Right. Them and movies. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and City, City Suckers. Yeah. Backdraft. And, then, uh, and yeah. Backdraft. Funny though, you have two. We'll talk about more obviously next week, but you have two movies there that had some uh, award love. Yep. Jack Palance won for City Suckers, and then uh, Susan Rand and Gina Davis they got some nominations. Wasn't the wasn't the movie? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. They may have been, but you think about it, summer. These are summer movies. They don't typically get that much award love in June of, of any of no, any year. No. So it's it, and then Backdraft um, didn't get any you know any awards. I don't mind getting some technical stuff off to check, but um, but it was critically. Yeah, warmly. Received. Most people who've seen it think it's a good movie. I think so. Yeah, Kirk Minahan did not like it. He thought it was a shit movie. Yeah, and so I disagree. That'll be our Patreon show. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. I may, I may change my opinion on. It. I have no idea. What, Could be. Uh, yeah, I have not. I actually haven't seen any of these movies. Have you seen any of these movies recently? For pro- twenty years plus. Um, I agree. Same with me. So yeah, this is going to be kind of a newer. I, I have seen all of these movies, but not for a long time. So right. I'm that. I don't know what songs we're covering. I don't think we decided that yet. But I don't know if that looked. We haven't looked. So, yeah. uh, but we are back. 
on Sunday. One of my favorite directors, too, with Ridley Scott. Yes. That's a big day for That's me. That's right. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday. We are back with the Patreon show. So listen to The Predator. And if not, we will see you on Wednesday with Delman Louise. Later.